Hello, my father. Uh, hi, Ernie. How are you? Doing good. How's this, how does it feel to be an octogenarian? <laughs> uh, yeah, feels really old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was very good, my yesterday. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for yeah, no, that. Um, no, yeah, we had a good Zoom, and uh, so it was actually nice to go through the uh, presentation that mom put together for you with uh, okay. things people didn't didn't know about you and. <laughs> Some glimpses. Was any of that a surprise for you? I think some of the stuff that we didn't know, I think at least half of it I didn't know. So. Oh, I see. Or, yeah, or, I mean, I recalled. So. Oh, He's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, see, uh, to God be the glory is the theme, right? So mm -hmm. thanks for singing that, Ma. That was very nice. You're welcome. Thank you you decided to just do the chorus, which was nice, very nice. And it, it, got, it got the gist of that. And I think we told you that um, we got TP'd, right? Our house got TP'd. Yes. Yeah. And the newspaper guy came and took pictures and put it in the paper today. So <laughs> just oh, today's okay. Paper. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. It was good, yeah. So yes, yeah, that's why our um, podcast I, is dropping a couple of days later. Okay. Um, so yes, so wanted to catch up on today we choose faces, and I think we are at chapter four of part two. Yeah, right. Uh, do you want to do the synopsis? Yeah, uh, in the, the last chapter, it's. Um, the Nexus's name is. Uh, let's look it up. So that one was uh, Engel, and then uh, the, the the in, in the in chapter three, and and then chapter four begins with a new. We're calling him eight point five. The new Nexus is Paul Karab, K A R A B, yeah, right, yeah, right. which I think is actually uh, a a, ver a version well, of uh, Cherub. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I see. Okay. Because um, Engel, um, yeah, was with Glenda, and she doesn't mm -hmm. want to leave him. And uh, finally, you know, he's uh, followed by uh, Mr. Black. We we find that out only late, late in the last couple of pages where. They shoot each other, and uh, then Glenda, before that, Glenda calls him Mr. Black. No, Mr. Black, no, something like that. She yells, at, she yells to his opponent, telling him not to kill him, yeah. Yeah, and then um, she finishes by saying, library cubicle 18237, important library cubicle 18237. I thought, that's what... That's what they were, and he, she was calling uh, emergency people to come. But on chapter four, we find out that that's not the case. I think she was trying yeah. to give him an address, saying that the important uh, she knows that. Yeah. So, uh, so you're talking about Carab. You thought it's similar to an angel, like a cherub. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that that Carab is uh, derived from the word cherub. So it's a, it's another oh. play on the word angel. Yeah. Like Lange and Engel. 
Yeah, right, right. So uh, I didn't pick up that uh, connection there. And then here, Sarah is uh, in a funeral parlor. But the mm -hmm. chapel, I can call the chapel. And this is where the people who die are taken and sent through a black wall into the afterlife. He doesn't say specifically, and he doesn't also say mm -hmm. specifically who who died and who was the body. Uh, who was the... So um, he describes the, the procession and how they do that. And then after they all leave, he goes through that into the through the same black wall. What I don't understand is, if, see, he eventually becomes the, the wing nut, right? He mentions that it is. Right, he goes through a teleportation of some kind, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's not, um, that's not the place all the bodies go through? Well, no, it is. So the, so each house appears to be sort of standalone, but there is um, kind of in the basement, they have this thing called the chapel. And for whatever reasons, they've kind of made this their uh, body disposal area. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know. Uh, That's uh, a good uh, word, body disposal. Right? Yeah. And, and so uh, for practical or philosophical reasons, the place that other people go through to dispose of dead bodies is also the place that the members of the family go to to find their secret entrance to Wing Null. Ah, okay. Uh, so they they go through there, and then he um, he he um, goes to another wall, and there he uh, touches something. Actually, as he goes there, the, the door slid upward, and and he went into wing null. And uh, once he goes to wing null. There are, uh, I guess, it's, uh, four walks are there. Lab, the comp, the storage, and the files. Mm -hmm. So he, uh, but before he does any of those things, he starts to smoke a cigarette. I don't understand the reason for that or the significance of that. Right. I think it's more so, like, especially in the 70s when this was written, a cigarette was like, uh, like a cigarette break was kind of a, 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 a um, like nowadays it would probably be more likely he would like do some meditation or something, right? The idea mm. that he's doing a so thing, it, 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 well, it's also kind of to build suspense about like, he's about to do a really momentous thing and he wants to really clear his mind and uh, kind of center himself before he takes on this, uh, really life-altering experience that he's contemplating, and I think that's yeah. kind of the, you know, the, the the nowadays cigarettes and cigarette breaks are not nearly the cultural icon <laughs> yeah. they were 50 yeah. years ago, but uh, 40 years ago, I guess. So anyway, but yeah, so he's he he takes this time out for this big cigarette break. Yeah, and then he has this conversation, I think, with uh, Engels. Well, actually, with Pin Seven, right? Kind of his his demon, 
which I think is actually the, the, the pin seven version. Okay. And this is one of the first time we get kind of a glimpse into what is the process of uh, partial suicide. Becoming, becoming an excess? Oh, I see. What I don't understand is um, does that mean that other guys had come in here to Wingnell and they had, because there were a couple of other people that in the first previous chapter, they never came to Wingnell. They got killed yeah, everyone's trying to get to Wingnell, including, surprisingly, Glenda, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so no one else, so the implication is that at least since the killing started, no member of the family has made it back to Wing Null until Paul Karab. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought, but in some of the things that he mentions there, though, is um, he says uh, other people may have gone there. Uh, yeah, but not necessarily like during this time frame of the book of this chapter or this yeah. part of the book. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. But certainly all and, the predecessors did because that's how you got the seven pins, right? Each okay. of them was a nexus who hmm. had done the partial suicide thing and stored away past memories. Yeah, that's that's what the, the partial suicide is. is uh, is the process they have to do. He has to get rid of, once he gets there to this wing null, and uh, he becomes the nexus, I guess he completes his. No, so he was the nexus. He's kind of the leader, like whatever the previous, the oldest member of the family is, is something called the nexus. So I don't really define it, but it's kind of like the, the, the eldest cousin. I didn't know it was the oldest. Right? I thought it was more like the, uh, the leader. Because well, yeah, but it, 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 he's only 35, because the previous guy was 35. Right. So, yeah, so the point is that it is always the oldest guy, but then the oldest guy, hmm. whenever the oldest one dies, the next one gets it. And so we've been kind of working our way down yeah. the age group. That's why oh, when the I first see. person was okay. killed, that was a younger person who was killed. And so the first okay. land, you know, was still the eldest. Um, okay. Uh, but when the nexus died, then the nexus passes and the narrative passes to the eldest. Yeah, oh, I want to read okay. this section because I thought this was very, to me, this was one of the more, uh, the thing that is the, uh, the machinery was ready. Now was the mm. time for the standard procedure employed by each new nexus, right? So the mm. theory is that every time you get a nexus, the, the first thing they're supposed to do is come here and employ this procedure, but Engel and Lange okay. didn't manage because they were killed. First. Right, they, they were killed before. Na yeah, okay. now was the time for me to go back through my RV mind and systematically erase all those portions of Lange and Engel, which I felt to be in conflict with my own personality and to excise their memories dealing with things before my own time. Uh, so what that implies is that Lange already did this. Lange was the one who had placed pin seven in the first place uh, initially mm. when he became Nexus. And then okay. Engel should have done the same thing with Lange, but he was stopped before he could do that. And so now it's Karab's turn. And the okay, idea so, was... I, mean, I don't uh, know the whole story, but the, the problem seems to be uh, by erasing all the memories of his uh, ancestors, basically, 
he calls it a suicide, right? Well, yeah. So let me reread re re this rest of this paragraph. Uh, mm -hmm. So erasing those portions that I felt to be in conflict and mm -hmm. to excise their memories dealing with things before my own time. Now was the time for the sacrifice, the partial suicide, the jettisoning of the excess baggage, and I thought this was interesting, of the things which served only to clutter the mind, create conflicts, make life less tolerable. So the idea is that, is that carrying around too many personalities in your head uh, mm. is just excess baggage that uh, causes inner strife and makes life less bearable or less tolerable. Mm. Uh, and and, yeah. and the, the rationale is interesting. What he says here is, as no one knows how much the human mind can hold, somewhere yeah. along the line, we decided not to tamper with its limits. Limits. I believe so they that- they want to keep to all the reason. stuff inside. Uh. Right, so he says, I believe that to be the reason. Somewhere back in the dream time, the decision was made. To the best of my knowledge, we had always proceeded on the basis of this rationale. And since the family was still around, it had always proved effective. And it's funny, given you, we're talking about your 80 years, you know, mm. the, the sense is that, well, you know, maybe the human, human mind can only absorb so much information. And if you forget, if you deliberately forget some of the old stuff that happened, maybe it'll be mm. easier for you to remember the new things that are happening. Uh, well, you know, we don't know I if mean, that's... You know the old joke, right? You know the old joke, right? You know, older people can't remember too much because, I mean, similar to this. They can't remember as new stuff comes in, you know, they are bombarded with new things all the time, and something has to go, and the brain has removed some of the stuff that was there. That's why we can't remember certain things. I don't know. Yeah, you know, true because I, I don't think, yeah. Because it, it, I tell you why it may not be true, because let's say you know, I don't remember a name or an acquaintance that, uh, or a patient that I operated or whatever it is. Um, if it was completely gone, I'll never be able to remember that. But if, uh, see, today in the parking lot, somebody stopped me and said, hi, Dr. Prabhakar, how are you? you? You delivered my baby. So, you know, I didn't remember her, but it's possible that if it was completely gone, I won't remember it at all. But other times if they tell me about certain things that happened, I still remember it. So according to this, they're going to erase it permanently. Right. right. Yeah. And that's and the interesting. Yeah. So there's a couple things interesting. One is that they're saying that, you know, they have the technology to erase memories completely. Two, based on what we know from part one, this is kind mm -hmm. of a myth. The myth that he remembers is that we're just doing this to kind of keep our brain uncluttered. Yeah. Whereas at the well, very beginning, mm -hmm. it was very much a I hate Angel Denegri. I want him dead. I never want him to be remembered. I don't want to carry mm -hmm. around his baggage with me. So it goes from oh, something that was kind of a violent act to almost an administrative task. And the, um, you know, it really gets to the heart of, uh, let's call it Angelo's thesis, that the problem with humanity is we've inherited too many bad habits. And if we can okay. just get rid of those parts of ourselves, we will become a more humane, more evolved, better version of humanity. And this okay, is his whole project. To, to digress, to digress, it goes back yeah. to the original sin. <laughs> it's an interesting thing, right? The whole idea yeah. of original sin was eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Yeah. 
And it raises the question, uh, which is something I've been, you know, working through in my own uh, essays, which is, so what is the solution to that? Is the solution to get rid of that knowledge, to go back to that state of innocence? Uh, is that possible? Is that desirable? Um, or, um, and, you know, what does it even mean for someone to be a better human being than someone else? Right, this is the, the, the uh, it's interesting, like, you know, in this chapter, it, this is the first chapter in part two, where there is no Mr. Black. There is no, yeah, um, right. there's no you bad, bad guy. guy. No, yeah, Except no bad perhaps guy. that, uh, so the, the title is going to have, this is Paul Karab versus Pin 7. Because Pin 7, uh, the disembodied voice, is kind of the nemesis he's arguing with and um, debating with. So that's what he's saying um, is partly Lang and partly Engel? Because no, so he has Lang and Engel. But, but before that, the italicized voice in this chapter is actually hmm. the one that uh, Land sacrificed when he became Nexus. Um, and hmm. it's, a, it's a minor spoiler. Uh, the name of that character is actually Land Sr. Um, hmm. And... Uh, he's the voice of Pin that that was that Lange got rid of when he became Pin Seven, uh, and so uh, and then actually we just got to the last page because uh, there's a surprise twist because all along the expectation for him was that he would do the same thing all of his ancestors did and get rid of the psyches he's inherited and memories he thinks are irrelevant and solder in Pin Eight and uh, become, you know, version nine, the cleaner, purified, refined, higher evolved version of Angela Denegri. But that's not what happened. We don't know that yet, uh, right? Well, well no, but what he says, right? He said, because he's at the very end, right? So after that paragraph I read, but he says, but now, however, the threat to our existence was foremost in my mind, and I wanted to be larger, not smaller, to know more things, not fewer and preserved in memory and ringed around with a directive not to erase was the notion that as an emergency procedure in time of great peril, the dead might be resurrected. And so it looks like he was debating with himself which to do. So he says that he wanted to become larger, not smaller, but then he seems to be surprised when he actually starts going to remove pin seven rather than insert pin eight. And so there's this like internal conflict going on with him where his brain is saying one thing um, and then his body is doing something different. And it, to me, it was, it was uh, I think maybe it's deliberately confusing. It's like, does he want, and this is the question is uh, like, who is the good guy? Who's the bad guy? We don't even know the is part here, right? Is this Paul Karab making a deliberate decision and is Engel and Land arguing with him? Or is it the mysterious pin seven somehow reaching up beyond the grave in a moment of weakness and pulling it out there? It's all very confusing the way he's framed it. But the physical action that takes place is that his hand, uh, apparently without his own volition, reaches in and instead of inserting a new pin, removes pin seven. So oh. does the unthinkable. So, so and, the last page. Mm -hmm. That each pin, the life of an exit, each generation of our kind, skewered there. Okay, mm -hmm. my 
uh, a pin was inserted in the master board each time the process of erasure was completed. So, so up to seven, uh, then apparently the erasure had been complete. Yeah, they they they, they had they they they, they they had finished the work of doing the partial erasure, right? So that's they, why I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, undo the work of the predecessor to cause his predecessor to live again within me. So whatever the other guy right. erased, so basically it's like the other here, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the partial death. Yeah, it's kind of like you have a, you've ever saved like a, a Word document or a Google Doc, right? If you make a bunch of changes and then you edit a bunch of stuff and then you save the new version. Right, so actually, you know, it's actually easier for us to visualize now because literally this is how Google no, Docs right. operate. No, no, he didn't know that. Every time you make a bunch of changes and you save yeah. it, it's saved as a new version. And right. so, in, and then you say, okay, let's delete a bunch of stuff and save it. But then at any point, you at least have the theoretical option to go back and restore a previous version, which would overwrite right. all the deletions you've made. Right, right. Uh, even, even right? Uh, you know, photos, you know, I do... Uh, yeah, you know Photoshop and all this other stuff, but whenever you want to go back and edit it again, it says you want to go back to the original, <laughs> right? Right. That's one of the options to go back to the original. So you never right. completely erase all the other people. Now, like you know, if I Photoshop, I remove everybody except you, but I can go back and if I go back to the original, everybody's back there again. So, yeah. Okay. Now I almost gonna, like now you can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the idea is that, like, uh, kind of like Time Machine or whatever, is that, like, when you're live editing, you can kind of play with stuff. But then after a while, stuff gets stored on a hard on a It backs up older versions onto a hard drive or an external drive, or nowadays we'd use the cloud. And that yeah. becomes yeah. a thing that you have to go to. Like, it's literally, it's like, this is backed up on a hard drive. And he has to go, you know, to the data center and pull the, and, and, and pull the backup copy. Uh, mm. And... You know, and it's interesting, you know, the reason that this part two is um, so emotional is that, you know, they've been doing this project for, uh, you know, apparently hundreds of years. Yeah, and they feel like they're getting better and better. They're refining it. They're making it more polished, making themselves and human society, you know, better, more highly evolved. Mm -hmm. And yet suddenly they're, they're kind of, uh, I guess the word is atavistic. They're encountering something brutal and deadly uh, that they don't know how to deal with. And so they feel this need to, or uh, uh, there's both a thought and an action, if not a conscious desire, that we have to go backwards in order to, we have to sort of temporarily undo progress in order to keep the whole thing from being destroyed. Yeah, that's what is interesting. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. So basically, saying that um, instead of uh, this is wrong, he's a, you know uh, he's supposed to insert pin eight, but then instead of that, you just told me that he withdrew pin seven. So what does that yeah. mean? Yeah, that. So if he had put if he put in pin eight, he would have erased. Engel and uh, Lands, and he would, yeah, and he would become version 9.0, right? Okay, and, mm -hmm. is that and he would you know be rid of their voices and oh, the, he wouldn't have the personalities within him 
um, Engel or Lange yeah. or some version of that would become the new ghost in the machine whispering in his mm. ear. He'd no longer mm. have Pin 7 talking mm. to him. Uh, okay. But he's not able to... He, that, that doesn't happen. So he's... Um, instead so of advancing the tape forward, he's going backwards. Pin 7, then the, the portion that was erased by whoever inserted Pin 7 is all back? Is that what is mm -hmm. happened? That's the plan. Huh? Yeah, that's the plan, is that we will get... Um, uh, version 7.0, which uh, as I've kind of hinted at, is Lange Senior. Um, mm. and, and that becomes, so that's what happens when he pulls pin 7, um, and then other things will happen uh, soon after that to make things even more complicated. But that is what's okay. going on right now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you read the book. You probably figured it out even no, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I don't remember the first time I read. I, in some ways, I've read this book multiple times. So all those different rereadings and yeah. uh, commentaries I've read it, it kind of all fold together into this sort of blurry mess, which is our memory, right? Oh, okay. Right. So, like that, it's uh, things that I have remembered and things that I guessed. Um, but I reread it recently now with the benefit of hindsight knowing we were going to have this conversation and so yeah in some ways, every time i read this book i'm a different version mm. of myself both because i've experienced <laughs> the book and because i have different perspectives on it yeah so. all right um okay, we can end the podcast here okay yeah, i think that's a good idea all right did you uh want to talk oh, about anything else rohan was in it too was there? No, rohan just rohan just showed up and uh, asked for lunch, so I took a break to feed him. Oh, okay. Um, so we can end the podcast now. Uh, did, we also exchanged some emails uh, over the course of the week. Did you want to discuss any of that later today, or uh, just wait for uh, more emails? Yeah, why don't we wait? Because um, um, I have a bunch of things I have to do. I, the first, the most uh, interesting thing is that montage is that I need to look at it one more time and uh, thank everybody. So this is going to take a, quite a bit of time later today. Hello? Okay, sounds Hello? good, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah uh, sounds good. And also, I need to go back over the emails again and go over them again. Because I sent a couple, okay. and I think you may have replied in the last one. So I yeah. haven't looked at it. But, yeah, you've had a very busy weekend, so... Take some time, yeah. let, the, let the memory settle, excise okay. any that are causing conflict, and then we will pick it up again. Okay. One way uh, or the other. How is Rohan doing? How is this uh, knee and uh, ankle and stuff? Yeah, doing? they're all good. Uh, we seem to have made it through. We're getting ready to start camp next week, theater camp right. for the kids. So I'm going to get back to this, waking uh, up a little bit earlier and being dropped off at school. But This is the coding camp? Uh, no, this is theater camp. Oh, yeah. He said this time yeah. he was going to be in the, the mechanical part, the staging and stuff like that, right? That's what yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know exactly how they're doing it, but they're doing okay. some tech work, some footwork, okay. and things like that. Okay, Ma. Thank you so yeah. much. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. Oh, okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye.